the Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. My soul longs, yea, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cries out for the living God. That's Psalm 84, verse 2. And with that, we welcome you to Exploring the Word. Alex McFarland here with Bert Harper. And Bert, you're not coming from Tupelo, and I'm not coming from North Carolina, but we're coming out from Nashville, Tennessee, from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. It is, and it's a joy to be here. We've been here before, and NRB is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you've described it as like a homecoming. And the longer I come, the more it becomes that way, uniting with people. Oh, I hadn't seen you since last year. And, uh, you know, reminiscing and talk. What's God done in your life recently? Yeah. Um, that's what life ought to be about as br- brothers and sisters in Christ gather. And then talk about one more thing. What are we going to do? Mm. What are we going to do? It's not enough to talk about what God's doing. It's not enough to talk about where God has brought us. But where's God taking us? And we want to talk a little bit about that today. We do. And and folks, uh, Burton and I, this week, we're going to be talking about NRB, and we'll bring in some special friends and talk about this great revival meeting, uh, homecoming kind of thing that this conference is. But right now, in the interest of time, I want to get straight to we've got a very special friend that we've talked about many times, and his time is limited, so I want to give him a maximum amount of it. But Dan Steiner of Preborn. Uh, we just appreciate you so much because the issue of life and ultrasounds and letting an expectant mother see a picture of their child and they'll give that child birth and life. Bert, that's that's a, a priority for us. It is. It? And you know what? Evangelism. Amen. At the heart of Dan Steiner is at the heart of evangelism. I, I don't know how many times... I've entered, you know, we've talked together quite a few, right? Yes. And it always comes down to that. Yes, that life, it's physical life, but great is the eternal life. Yes, really true. If you save a baby, but you don't lead the mother to Christ, the baby grows up to be an adult and never receives Christ and then dies, what have we done? You know, we've populated another soul in hell. And so the imperative of preborn is to introduce them to the chief executive officer of preborn which isn't me as the king of kings and lord of lords king of heaven our great intercessor and high priest jesus christ amen and that's what we've done and thanks to the listeners of afr and you programs like you guys we have see, seen last year 2021 over 7900 women uh, in our centers, give their lives to Jesus Christ. As let's, Lord let's, let me get my uh, a number around that again. Not seven thousand nine hundred and nine hundred and and a few more there. Yeah, I don't know if the exact. That's close. Amen. If my math is right, that's close to eight thousand, Dan. It's very very close. It's like a small town in Mississippi. It man. is. It's it like, really <laughs> is. A lot bigger God. than the town I came from. Yeah. But that is awesome. And, and this is what's good. And I, I, I'm just going to – this is not share but I, it's going to sound like it. <laughs> Our partnerships yeah. that AFR has with ministries has – God has blessed. I mean, God loves – godly partnerships marriage family ministry churches and our relationship with preborn uh dan i remember 
come, you come in down. And we went out to eat, and I was meeting Dan for the very first time. And they said, Bert, you, you come along. They, they let me tag along a lot of times <laughs> with leadership. And uh, afterwards, I said, what do you think? I said, man, we, we need to join up and join up fast. You know what, Bert? It reminds me of that quote by D.L. Moody, one of my heroes. He said, God is pleased when Christians work together. And we do have a partnership. Now, you mentioned your, your centers. How many are, are there? So what we do, Alex, is we partner and have premium partner clinics in the highest abortion cities of America. And so 52% of the abortions in the United States happen in deep blue cities, such as in order of demised children, uh, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, uh, Houston, Dallas, and Chicago, in terms of that's where most of the abortions are done. And uh, that's where most of the population is. And that's where our clinics are day by day, week after week, hour after hour, reaching young women who are shopping for abortion online, sending them into the clinics. Preborn is a, a, a vibrant, robust marketer on the Internet against Planned Parenthood. We're the competition directly to Planned Parenthood and the mm. places that matter the most in the killing fields of America, which I mentioned to you. And uh, so we're. We're internet technicians. We're internet scientists reaching these women because they all find them on their cell phone. That's where they go. They live on their cell phones glued to their forehead, right? So, so um, when people are, like, surfing the internet looking for an abortion provider, you're able to get, like, ads in there that yes. make them a- aware of the option of life and preborn. That's how, that's how the abortionist finds the woman? That's why we are there to get her to come into our clinic instead of the Planned Parenthood clinic. That is awesome. That is awesome. You're harnessing technology for oh, the good. It's, you know, here's, you fellows will delight in this, uh, that our best partner is Google. We are, we are skinning <laughs> them alive, shucking their corn, man, big time, they, and they don't know it. And uh, we are, every hour of the day, uh, beating Planned Parenthood on the Internet. But the reason I really like being on Exploring the Word is because it's about the Word of God. That's the greatest need that a woman has when she comes into a clinic, not even to know that her baby is alive inside of her, and that's her baby, which, thanks to the listeners of American Family Radio, you know, we underwrote thousands, tens of thousands of these last year. We saw over 43,000 women choose life instead of abortion because listeners of AFA, this is our main gig, uh, you know, underwrote those ultrasounds. But her greater need is a relationship with Christ. And so we've got an ulterior motive, man, and that is to lead her to Christ. It's going to give her a worldview change. It's going to help her to, uh, you know, get into the church. And as you fellows are here day after day sharing the word of God, you're influencing people's worldview towards truth. And Jesus, our chief executive officer of both American Family Radio, American Family Association and Preborns, uh, said, we'll set them free, right? Amen. And it's free indeed. That, that's Amen. the whole yeah. idea. Yeah. Uh, it's not temporary. The, you know, uh, that's this is what's killing us. Everyone is looking for a quick and temporary fix. Uh, abortion. Oh, that will fix. No, it does not. It adds to the problem. And on here on Exploring the Word, that's why Alex and I dig into the Word. We go to the Word and what the Word says concerning yeah. life. Uh, it's plain in Jeremiah. It's plain in the book of mm-hmm. Psalms. It is mm-hmm. plain in the book of Genesis. The Word of God declares it. It shows it. It demonstrates it. And I, I just love the idea when Mary walked in to see Elizabeth and, <laughs> and John leaped in the womb of yeah. his mom. Yeah. And 
listen, that's life. And, you know, and I, I can't help but think about it. I, I've heard it so many times. A mother uh, with a child, and she'll say to her husband, oh, he's kicking or she's kicking mm-hmm. Phil mm-hmm. and can, I, I, I can just see Elizabeth calling you know like, come here you won't believe what's yeah. just happened mm-hmm. and that is life and that's what we're talking about and then we're talking about eternal life those girls that come in they not only get to hear the heartbeat and see uh, a picture's worth a thousand words Amen. that's really true in this situation it really is and um, that passage you cited about uh one of the first people that recognized Messiah, this uh, uh, preborn baby, that baby had a spirit. Mm-hmm. It's already an eternal being, and that's what we're terminating. Yeah. I suspect that when we get to glory, which will be the best day of our lives, um, it's going to be filled with little ones. Uh, yes, a- exactly. And you know what, folks? That's one of the things that throughout history, murder has been such a, a capital crime, such a heinous thing, because when a, a murder occurs, that's a human being made in the image of God, body, soul, and spirit. And it's not just like stealing or some of what I would call crimes, but lesser crimes. But in our culture, Dan, it does grieve me, concerns me, that we have forgotten that lo- human life is sacred. Yeah. Because human be- beings are made in God's image. Every person and yes, every unborn has intrinsic worth and value, dignity, because they're a human being. And our culture has done its utmost to turn us away from that. It's really the truth. There's, a, there's an outright frontal war against the Imago Dei, the uh, Latin for the image of God, whether that's the confusion of you know, gender dysphoria or whether that's the war against unborn children. It's all against the image of God, made he him, and them image made he them. You know, both of them, male and female, and that's what Satan wants to defile. It's, this is an abortion at the, at, the, at the essence of it is an affront to the image and the creative power of Jesus Christ. I say this every time we talk about preborn. If a church is wondering what they can do in missions and evangelism that's effective, okay, is support their local pregnancy crisis center whatever it is those that are christian they're on the front line uh the number of people that come to christ is amazing yes uh and and then many of them if not most of them have a discipleship program following up for those that that receive christ and they've got churches that they recommend but uh Personally, uh, you know, I know people that they go there and they teach how to be mothers and in teaching them how to be a mother when they choose to keep their child, which most of them do at these. And she shares with them how to be that mom. She shares with them the biblical principle of parenthood. And and that's discipleship. So it's not just conversion that we're looking at, Uh quote, which is awesome, but we're looking at discipleship as well. Yeah, they, they walk with uh, the pregnant girl, if necessary, all the way to the delivery room in the whole nine months of her pregnancy. And then after that, typically our pregnancy clinics give them cribs and car seats and uh, diapers and onesies and whatever they need for the next two years. Uh, you know, so it's one thing to say you shouldn't have an abortion. It's another thing. It's like, okay, so then are you going to take care of my needs? You know, going to give me a housing, going to give me a doctor appointment? You know, I need social services, and that's what the pregnancy clinics do. Another thing that's so awesome, you know, I I do this program, but on Sundays I'm usually 
pastor, interim pastor somewhere preaching for while they're waiting on, I call it their real preacher to get there, you know, (laughs) but just about every one of them, if I'm there very long, especially January, February, they have a collection. They said, bring those diapers, bring all those things because we're going to take them and we're going to help the the pregnancy center there because there's girls there, ladies there that need this. And guess what? They pour it out oh, and yeah. pour it on. So it's, I mean, the word, oh, they don't care is a lie from Satan because yes. we do care. We care about that child and we do care about that mom. Yeah, it's true. And uh, speaking of caring for moms, while we're on the subject, there's probably those that are listening mm-hmm. today that have had abortion touch your life. And I think we need to touch on that, too, because uh, there's a verse that uh, the Lord wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that pertains directly to you if abortions touch your life, which is, there is therefore now, right now, as you're listening to this broadcast, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The Lord isn't here to condemn you, so the Son of Man didn't come in the world to condemn the world, but the world might be, the world might you might be saved through him. And so we just... Uh, if abortion has touched your life, uh, get a hold of us at preborn.org, and uh, we've got uh, uh, women that have experienced the same thing that can walk with you through a healing journey and restoration and uh, your purpose in Christ. Uh, Amen. Restoration mm. is, is a main part of what we're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, casting the first stone, well, we don't want to. <laughs> we, want to we want to help you. And that's what we're doing. Alex, so good to be at Nashville, Tennessee at the NRB. It's good to have Dan Steiner. Thank you. Stay with us. After the break, for about five minutes, got one more thing I want to share with you and you share with us. But it's so good of you be listening to Exploring the Word here on AFR. And we hope you're having a great day. Alex and I'll be back with more of Exploring the Word right after the break. This is Pause to Pray, a chance each day to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for President Joe Biden. As president, he is responsible for the prosperity, well-being, and security of our country while representing freedom and democracy on the world stage. Philippians 2.3 reminds us of the qualities of a good leader. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask for guidance for President Joe Biden as he leads our country. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is the service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. Get your 2022 prayer guide and make this the year of prayer. Available now at pausetopray.org. When we recite the Lord's Prayer, we pray for God's kingdom to come. But Dr. Tony Evans says our attitudes sometimes suggest we don't take that idea as seriously as we should. He'll explain today as we spend two minutes with Tony. I have a kingdom, and so do you, your home. That's your kingdom. That's the place where you abide. God calls all of his creation his house, and you and I are visitors, and he has house rules. These are the guidelines by which his house is designed to operate. There is an opposing house out there called the world. 
That system headed by Satan that leaves God out. And what Satan seeks to do is to get us to bring his rules into God's house. God is having a big problem with many of his kids because they want to bring the rules of the world and make them the house rules of the kingdom. And God says, those are not the rules of my house. So when you or me as individuals insist on our rules in God's house, that is living our lives, we will then be in conflict with the Father. When a nation wants to run its government on its own rules, creation, governments, communities, races, classes, and cultures will be in conflict with the head of the house. Learn more principles that can get you connected with God and His power. Check out Tony's CD series, The Lord's Prayer, available online at TonyEvans.org. Then join us next time for Two Minutes with Tony. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. You're listening to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. We're here today in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting. Uh, Last year, it was in June and it was in Texas, but we're back in Nashville. And uh, it seems like every other year is in Nashville and they put it somewhere else. We always seem to come back here and it's awesome to be here. And today uh, we have a guest for just a few more minutes, Dan Steiner, preborn, our partner. And uh, I, I just love that cooperation partnership and uh dan we were talking about uh you know the restoration that god can make in a person's life through forgiveness in christ and then he begins to rebuild and restore but there's another re that we wanted to talk about and that's revival uh during the short little break we were having we heard you say you know trying to find a political answer compromise trying to find a judicial answer which is judgment on somebody's part. But if God gets into our hearts and our lives in reality, uh, I think it might turn a lot of things around. Dan, do you think that might quit happen? Really, actually, Bert, it doesn't matter what I think, it's what the Word of God says. <laughs> hey, you knew that. Good answer. <laughs> let me see. I don't care what you think. There you go. Yeah. Hey, let me read a verse before we hear from Dan. Listen to this. You're talking about forgiveness, no condemnation. Psalm 86, verse 5. For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all that call upon you. Amen. God is good, and God will forgive and restore and heal, won't he, Dan? It's his heart. Uh, we are called as Christians to be very ministers of reconciliation. This is our ministry, whether it's homelessness or sex trafficking or a pro-life ministry. The essence of it is Jesus Christ and reconciliation to him. And so if we're fulfilling our call to Jesus Christ, it's introducing people to him. And, uh, you know, there's, if there's sincere repentance, there's sincere forgiveness. You know, God is not so unjust uh, to uh, know what you've done and to... Um, forgive you of your sins. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. 
it says in First John to forgive you of your sins, including abortion, whether you paid for it as a man, whether you did it as a woman. A lot of women are pushed into it, but uh, it's not the unpardonable sin. And I think that's important to tell everyone on the program uh, that, uh, you know, what Satan meant for evil, you know, beauty for ashes, man. He wants to turn it into something glorious in your life and, and rub it in Satan's face. Mm. And so I just encourage you to get a hold of us at preborn.org. We've got resources if uh, abortion has touched your life and, um, you know, strike, strike back at uh, this yeah. area that's been, you know, restore this area in your life. And that's, that's the essence of revival, right? It's pulling up the fallow ground in our lives and in our hearts. Amen. Dan, uh, for just a moment, uh, let's talk about some of the legal implications. And, and I know the, the only real solution is the changing of the human heart. But I've read about legislation uh, in states and even decrees by the U.N. where they want to say that um, you don't have human rights until after you're born. And, of course, we know that the foundation of America and really the Western world, the Judeo-Christian legal foundation, has been that all people have rights by virtue of being a human being from conception. Um, what is the, the legal landscape regarding the sacredness of life these days, Dan? Well, I think that's the, that's the problem, is that you've got a lot of America that doesn't understand that human life is different from a baby seal, and that it is, in fact, created in the image of God. But it can't be argued, and no self-respecting abortionist would argue it on the basis of biology or anatomy. You know, it's, it's irrefutably DNA and every cell testifying it's a, just a human being that needs more time and food. Mm-hmm. Um, but that isn't the issue. The issue is uh, the convenience of the woman, and that's her right, you know, mm-hmm. to cover her mistake with an abortion. But there's a number of different legislative initiatives that have uh, capitalized on the reality, such as the Texas Heartbeat Bill that says after there is a detectable heartbeat, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is at five and a half weeks. Did you guys know that the first organ that Jesus creates in human beings is the heart, the place where he dwells? Amen. And uh, <laughs> you can pick that up on a good ultrasound machine, which many of you at AFA listening today as listeners have provided, by the way, thank you so much, uh, uh, can pick that up. And and the abortionists in Texas, they're essentially shut down from mechanical abortions. Now they've punted to uh, chemical abortions. But yeah, um, this is the essence, Alex. It's a human being because it has a heartbeat. It's a human that's identifiable, mm-hmm. you know, as um, medically the reason. Yes. And, uh, you well, know, you know what? Um, the atheist Christopher Hitchens, um, with whom I corresponded, uh, who I debated, and he was an atheist, sadly died about 10 years ago. But mm-hmm. even Christopher Hitchens said this, and this is a, a great quote. He said that the unborn baby from conception is a human being and is entitled to all the rights of, of the community. And Hitchens said, I don't say this out of any spiritual convictions because I didn't have any. That's what he said. <laughs> but he said, because the unborn baby is a human being, its fate should not be in the hands of the expectant mother alone. That's good. Yeah, it was powerful. I mean, it's a, and he said to say that the unborn is something from the moment of conception. You've got cells, DNA, metabolism, cell replication. Like you said, it just needs uh, time and nutrition to become a fully mature human being. But the unborn is a human being. Hitchens said to say otherwise is nonsense. 
sadly, how do you confuse a liberal? You don't have to. They're already confused. They don't understand. <laughs> yes. You know, truth is not the issue. Uh, the Word of God says that the truth will stumble in the streets, but it also says that you and I, you as a listener uh, of AFR, are the pillar and support. You're the church. You're the pillar and support of truth. Speak the truth that you hear on these programs every day to your community um, so that they can walk in truth, be set free, and won't become victimized to the culture, which is sadly a culture of death. It's so great to be on the program Man, today, gentlemen. Man, it's great to have yes. you. I appreciate you dropping by. I know you had appointments, but I appreciate you taking time, brother. It's my pleasure. And always. may God bless you and preborn and uh, you keep up the great work, man. I'll take it. Double one to you folks. Yeah, okay. Bless you. You bless know, you. Alex, uh, having friends like, you know, Dan Steiner yes. and all the other partners that we have on AFR, uh, you know, it's kind of like the NRB coming to the NRB. You get excited. Man, there's this guy. That, yeah. I was that way this morning. I said, man, there's Tony Evans. Uh, there's oh, Todd yeah. Starnes. Exactly. You know, there's Kirby Anderson. All these people that we've known and get to know. and But we get to partner with a lot of them. We, we, we really do. And, you know, I was in Houston, Texas this past weekend. And, uh, and over in Huntsville, Texas, we go to this church. Will and Mickey Addison and myself had a great conference at a church, and there are Truth For Youth Bibles. And he said how the kids love the Truth For Youth Bibles, and he said, you know, we heard about Truth For Youth on AFR. But um, So it is a joy to be broadcasting the gospel, partnering with great ministries, because, look, the family of God is a thrilling exciting tapestry of people and strengths and gifts. But this event we're at, folks, if you're just tuning in, this is Exploring the Word, and we are coming to you live from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Bert, I'm from the South, and have you ever been to what they call a camp meeting? I have. And I remember I was a new believer, <laughs> and there was a just very evangelical Methodist church that had camp meeting. And there were great singers and quartets, but there were all these preachers. And they said, oh, you know, pastor, get up here and give us a word. In a way, to me, this is like a camp meeting. Now, it's a camp meeting with a lot of electronics and technology, but uh, Erwin Lutzer, you know, um, uh, Ken Ham is here. Tony Evans is here. We're going to hear some great singing tonight, and it's just a little time to praise God and recommit ourselves to the Great Commission, isn't it? It is, and and it is time to do that. It's a time of work and refreshing. Isn't it awesome Yes. when work can be refreshing? Oh, my goodness. Now, that's what God does in our lives. When you follow him and you seek his kingdom and his righteousness and you follow him in the vocation that God has laid out for you that's been given to you, uh, his mercies are new every morning, Amen. and we want to rely upon that, and we stay that. Dan was talking about before he left, and it's in Jeremiah chapter 59. Truth has been cast down in the streets. We're living in the day when truth is, is demonized, if you want to know the truth, because they want to make your truth, my truth, and everything but not the real truth. Mm, yeah. And, uh, you know, what's true for you is not true for me. That is what is being accepted and thought of. And what we try to do on Exploring the Word is say the Word of God is truth. Thy Word is truth. Matter of fact, guess what? It is settled in heaven. Amen. And and uh, when, we, when we understand that and we open that and we see that, 
uh, it shows us the direction we're going. And here at the NRB, uh, there's ministries. And uh, Alex, uh, I get to come, and the other program I do is Exploring Missions. And I get to walk around and see all these different people, some of them from different countries, some of them ministering in other countries, and talk to them. And sometimes I get to interview them, find out what God's doing. If we're not careful, we, and I, we're guilty of it, of having tunnel vision mm-hmm. of what's going on in our country. Guess what? God works in other countries besides the United States, Alex. Yeah, let me you, does that astonish you? Well, yeah. I, we had a guest that I've interviewed, and later on we'll tell about it, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Jim Garlow. He was pastor out in out in California. Now, was that Skyline Wesleyan? Yes. Yeah. And now he is uh, has a new ministry about leadership in all the countries. And he was telling me about the countries that he's visiting that God is pouring out his spirit in. And one of those was Ukraine. Said, yes, they had yeah. corruption. Yes, things were going bad. Yes, they had that. But God was working in the church and calling people to Christ. And that was it. Hungary. Have you heard what's going on in Hungary? No, tell oh, us. Oh, listen. Hungary is, is the the president there or the leader i forgot his president or prime minister but the leader of hungary is is just developing leadership uh biblical leadership the same thing in guatemala and listen these people are standing for righteousness but guess what if you as a government if you don't recognize quote and i say this in quote same-sex marriages is legal then our the un and others will disown you and you don't get any help when you need it. And so, but these people are standing for righteousness. And a lot of times revival is taking place. We know it's took place in the Sudan. Uh, we've heard about what God has been doing in Iran. Uh, we hear about that in God's working. And God's even been working in Europe. Yes. You know, we've talked about this, how many of the Muslims left uh, middle uh, the Middle East during right. that Syrian crisis and went over. Guess what? A lot of those, after they got out of the, 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 the pressure of Islam and they heard the freedom that's in Christ Jesus through missionaries yes. and programs, yes. many of them have come to Christ. They really have. So God's at work in our world. And, uh, yes, he could come back at any time. But until then, guess what? We're still throw out the net. We are. Well, and, and you know what? I've quoted this many times. Philip Yancey, who was at one time uh, editor of a great Christian magazine, but the author Philip Yancey was giving a uh, talk about revival. In fact, this was one of the very first NRBs that I was ever at, maybe 18 years ago. And um, God's at work in this country and that country. And he, the bottom line is this. Now, American church, listen, he said the bottom line God goes where he's wanted. And I think about these these countries like China where the gospel has been illegal. And if, if a preacher's going to preach, he has to turn in the sermon outline for, you know, approval in certain parts of China. But now there's people are being saved. 
America, and we love this nation, but we are a sin-sick, backslidden, prodigal nation right now. Now, I, I was reading Psalm 86 earlier, and I was quoting about the goodness of God. In verse 11 of Psalm 86, it says, Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Now, sometimes in the Old Testament, uh, the Word of God, we call it the Bible, the Scripture, God's Word. It's called truth. It's called statutes. It's called the way of God, the truth of God. And it, Psalm 86 talks about revival, and if we'll turn back to God, it talks about the proud nations that are really under judgment. But listen to this, and may, may God grant that this is our prayer. Teach me thy way, O the Lord. Amen. Lord, I want my ways to be in accord with your ways, Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Now, that's a commitment we all ought to make, isn't it? Lord, I will go to your word. I will know truth. And Lord, by your Holy Spirit, I will walk in truth. I want to say, Bert, if we would commit this, and it says, unite my heart. See, a divided heart will destroy you, folks. If we had a united heart, what? To fear thy name and follow thy word. That would revolutionize every single life that would do it. It would revolutionize our nation. And we want you to walk in that light, you know? Walk in the light. He'll give you the light, and you walk in it, and he'll give you more light. And that's what the Word of God does. As you study the Word of God, it brings clarity. And we're living in a time when clarity is desperately needed. And by the way, we're going to take calls today. Oh, good. Yeah. Yay. And that number, do you have it memorized? Let me think. Might it be 888-589-8840? You are right. I write it down because sometimes my brain just uh, clicks over it. 888-589-8840. We would love to hear from you on today's edition of Exploring the Word. We are, and, and we'll take those calls and Bible questions. We love them. And uh, we love to try to do our best to give you a solid biblical answer. But every once in a while, Alex, we have to say, that's a good question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, folks, this is Exploring the Word coming to you from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this very brief break with your calls live and much more. Don't go away. Exploring the Word is back after this. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at OneMillionMoms.com. That's OneMillionMoms.com. And thanks. Friendships is looking for full-time volunteer men and women who are serious about serving God, investing time in rewarding work, and helping people in need around the world. There is no charge to serve. Room and board are provided. A willing heart and a desire to work as part of a team are the primary skills required. Check out the opportunities at friendships.org or email portmercy at friendships.org. That's portmercy at friendships.org. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. 
When their mom passed, the Landau brothers of New Jersey had a garage sale to clear out their mom's house. But they decided to keep a few things, including mom's old creepy painting of a woman passed out in a chair and two men trying to revive her. Fast forward to their estate auction, and the brothers found themselves fielding bids from France and Germany for the painting. Turns out, it was a long-lost Rembrandt that ultimately sold for $1.1 million. A trained eye spots value where others don't. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. This is Dr. Stephen Rummage with a minute in God's Word to help you keep moving forward. Psalm 107 verse 9 says this, For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. A great tool to soothe babies is a pacifier. A pacifier is really fake food, a piece of rubber designed to trick the child. Eventually, the baby catches on when his hunger isn't satisfied, and he's not going to be shy about letting you know he wants the real thing. We all have a deep spiritual hunger that can only be satisfied by a relationship with Jesus Christ. The pacifiers of money, sex, achievement, education, and other things only satisfy us temporarily. Don't live your life being pacified by the things that don't truly satisfy your real hunger. Instead, go to Jesus to satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. For more resources, visit movingforwardradio.org. Join me every Sunday morning at 8.30 Central for Moving Forward right here on AFR. Welcome back to Exploring the Word on American Family Radio. What will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am? Welcome back to Exploring the Word. Alex and Bert with you today. And again, we've told you this, but we're in Nashville, Tennessee. We're at the National Religious Broadcasters Meeting, and it is held. We've got to see some of our friends, some of our partners. And tomorrow, we're going to have a very, very special guest here on Exploring the Word. You don't want to miss it. And uh, we're excited about it. And uh, I'm just, uh, if, if you've heard us talk about Noah's Ark or the Creation Museum, we're going to be able to talk to the man behind the dream, Ken mm-hmm. Helm. Wow. And uh, so we're, we're, that's tomorrow, so we're looking forward to it. I saw him today, and I said, now, you're going to be there. He said, I'll be there. So we hope that's true. Well, Alex, we're also going to take calls today. We are. This is Exploring the Word. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. We're going to go up to Ohio, and we're going to talk to Tim. Tim from Ohio, thanks for holding, and welcome to the program. I appreciate it. One thing I'd like to say, my job requires me to drive about four or five hours a day. This is all I listen to. I've shut off sports radio. I'd rather listen to you guys and get deeper in the Word. So thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you for being such a consistent listener, and we, we just give God the glory that it's a blessing to you. Awesome. Kind of jealous with what you guys have going on in Nashville. That sounds like a great event. <laughs> well, it, let's pray that, that revival is ignited. Amen. That's one of the I, thoughts, ignite. Yeah. All right. So here's the dilemma for the people that are in favor of abortions. 
if you kill a pregnant woman, you get charged with two murders. How did yeah. they justify that? Yeah, and, and you make a great point, yes. Um, I, I remember many years ago, one of the very first cases was a a bank robbery in the state of Virginia, and somebody trying to rob a bank shot a pregnant woman, and it was a double homicide. Now, Bert, when uh, a, a pregnant woman is killed and, it, and the assailant is charged with double homicide, doesn't that just presuppose that that unborn baby was, yes, a human being? This is exactly what Dan Steiner was talking about earlier that here they are, truth, they have truth, but they do not know how to handle truth. Uh, it's There's confusion in their mind. They've been blinded, and that shows you the inconsistencies. One of the main things that we need to be as followers of Christ is being consistent. Amen. Now, I, I just want to tell you, uh, Jan and I had three sons, three boys, and at one time, three teenagers, Okay. And bless you. Yes. And try if you were not consistent, they'd call you on it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's you true. know, they would call you on it. And and we've got people and I I, I want to be consistent. That's my desire. The word of God is my guide and I consistently want to go by the word of God. But I that is that shows you the inconsistencies of that Bert. you know, there it's just they have I don't think they have a sense of knowing what's right and what's wrong. They're confused. Well, you know, i got to say this, and folks, we're going to go to the calls, so hang with us, 888-589-8840. Uh, I did a parenting series with American Family Studios a couple of years ago, and it won an award. I give God the praise. But I talk about the three attributes that kids want to see in their parents. All right, I'm going to give you number one and number three. Number one is authentic. Number three is accessible. But the number two, second most important thing that your child needs to see, see in you, authentic, but number two, consistent. Amen. And then accessible and approachable. So here in uh, our nation, we need to consistently follow, for one thing, our Constitution. That's one of the reasons that, I mean, I could de definitely argue the pro-life position on Scripture, but just because so many don't believe the Bible, just constitutionally, morally, legally, I mean, we, we don't have the right to take another person's life uh, just for convenience. But uh, Tim from Ohio, thanks very much. We're great, gonna, great comment. Great, great comment. comment. Yeah. We're going to go to Texas. Stacy in Texas, welcome to Exploring the Word and the AFR Network. Stacy. Yes. Hello. Yes, oh, you're on. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Um, first of all, I appreciate you guys and what you do. Um, I have, I'm actually, my heart is beating really fast. I'm hesitant to even do this on air, but I need my brothers in Christ, my brothers and sisters in Christ to pray for us. Um, me and my husband, we have a 21-year-old daughter. She has a son who is just about 11 months old, and she identifies as a man. And she's been doing this for about two years now, and we have, I have prayed, I have fasted, and it's just something wow. that takes a real big toll on you. But, um, Bless you. So, so I want to make sure, I'm, I want to understand, so your daughter has given birth, and an 11-month-old baby, but your daughter that has given birth is now identifying as a man. She 
was identifying him as a man before she was even pregnant. It's, it doesn't make any sense, I know. And the, the dad is still with her. <laughs> Nothing about this makes any sense. Okay. A lot. I, have you watched our documentary, American Family Studios, in his image? Have you gotten to see that yet, Stacy? Me and my husband have watched it. I've watched it twice. And my daughter did say that she's willing to come over to the house one night and sit down and watch it with us. Okay, well, we'll be praying for that and praying. It's confusion. It is complete confusion. Satan is the author of confusion. So when you say you do not understand it, uh, confusion is never completely understood. That's the definition of that. Uh, Again, here uh, we've had Laura Perry on on exploring the word. And uh, I want to give you hope. Uh, matter of fact, I, Laura is here at, in Nashville, and I've gotten to talk with her, and uh, she has been delivered completely, mm-hmm. and God is restored so much, and we're excited about what God's done in her life. And so, and and she told me today in in talking with her that it was the prayers of her mom and the prayers of those around that was connected with her mom that she is sure Satan would not uh, would leave her. And she said the whole time she knew it was wrong, but the pain of, of, of what had brought her to that point, whatever it was, uh, kept her that point. But when she found relief, it was in Christ. So, Stacy, we're going to be praying, and we're going to pray right now. Is that yes. all right, Alex, for us to pray let's, right now? Let's do that. Um, I'll lead us. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for the Spirit of the Lord to break the chains of bondage. Lord, open the eyes and deliver from blindness. I, I pray for Stacy's daughter, a female who has given birth, clearly a genetic, physiological female. And so in the name of Jesus, I pray not only for Stacy's daughter, but for all of those that are struggling with gender confusion, identity issues. Father God, in the name of Jesus, drive away from us the lies of Satan that uh, men are women and women are men. No, no, Lord, you've made us as we are, and what a blessing to be redeemed and to know Jesus. But, Lord, we can't change the, the location of our birth. We can't change the, the genetic, physiological makeup, men and women. And so, Spirit of the Lord, we, we need your help. Spirit of God, we need your intervention because people are confused. They're being misled. They're, they're ending their lives. Our laws are in jeopardy. Our Constitution hangs in the balance. God, restore truth in the lives of people and let it be a restoration of the truth about gender, morals, marriage, sexuality. Send a great move of your spirit. In Jesus' name we cry out. Amen. Stacy, thank you for calling. Those of you that are listening, write the name Stacy down from texas and pray for her 21 year old daughter that she would be delivered from the confusion and brought to the purpose of her life as a female and now as a mom following christ that's our prayer for stacy alex we got any other callers today uh dennis in mississippi no no i'm sorry i'm sorry first we're going to uh daniel in louisiana daniel are you there Daniel. Daniel. Oh yes. Hey Daniel. Yes. Welcome yes. to the show. Thanks for holding. Um, 
Yes, I've got two questions. Um, the first one is um, my brother, um, my youngest brother had this question about um, if tithing is still applicable for the New Testament believer because the only passage we could think of to give him in the New Testament was where he, the Pharisees, or Jesus told the Pharisees, you tithe a tenth of your mint, deal and cumin, but you have neglected the weightier matters of the law. And uh, the other one is uh, about how I'm a teacher's aide at a combination elementary and middle school, and uh, I want to be a teacher and reform the public school system. Um I want to bring um, Bible reading and prayer and um, the Ten Commandments and um, all all that stuff back and get rid of common core and replace it with a much better curriculum. But um, I'm not sure how to go about that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, Daniel, you're in a large group of people that teachers would love to do that. And right now, all I can tell you is you pray, you keep on doing what you can do. Make it, Do what you can do under the restrictions that are given to you. That's what you do. You, you're faithful with what God gives you. Uh, it's hard to be faithful with what you don't have. And right now, that possibility is not happening in our public schools. But there are some teachers that are taking it as much as they can. Uh, they're letting Fellowship of Christian Athletes is still a part of most schools. Uh, there's other ministries that are part of schools that is making a difference. So use what you have. Now, Alex, what about the first part that he is having about tithing? I just want to tell you, I've heard it, and I agree. If you tithe under the law, what, what in the world yeah. should we do under, under grace? A Christian under grace ought to do at least as much as an Israelite under law. And yes, the Gospels mention tithing, and notice Christ did not condemn it. He didn't say, oh, by the way, don't do that. But let me give you two verses. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2 says, Upon the first day of the week, everyone should give and lay up store, you know. All right. Well, that's a, a quote out of Malachi 3, uh, bring tithes into the storehouse. So Paul in 1 Corinthians 16, 2 uh, seems to presuppose the validity of what Malachi 3 said. But in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says, Give not grudgingly. For God loves a cheerful giver. So let me just say the Bible, I, I believe it, Bert. Um, we've got all of the promises of the Old Covenant plus all the blessings of the New, but not less than any of the covenant promises. Here's the thing. When it says, honor the Lord with thy substance, that thy barns may be filled and overflowing, I do think Christians, born-again New Testament, New Covenant Christians, we are to tithe, and that's the beginning, and even more. And let me just say, you can't outgive God. You can't. I, I've found it. If you give to God with a spoon, He'll give back to you with a shovel. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Yes. How about pack down and running over? Yeah, I know. Hey, time fleets away. I want to see if we have time to go to Mississippi and talk to Dennis. Um, Dennis, are you there? Yes, sir. Hello. Thank you. Hey, thank you for holding. Uh, to, uh, welcome. 
Yes, yes, sir. Thank you, brothers. I just wanted to make a couple of points, though. The uh, the the pro-choice abortion people they are confused and 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 they are living in delusion. They believe in their truth instead of the truth of the Lord. And I want to give a couple of examples. When they were mandating these shots, it was oh, it's, you know, they were. Uh, uh, you don't have no choice. You've got to get the shot. You know, you have no choice. But when it comes to abortion, oh, it's my choice. It's my body. And in yeah. a way, uh, 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 it, it is their choice, their body. But the thing is, there's two bodies. It's not just their body. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, let me jump in here for Amen, a second. Dennis. And Dennis, good point. Think about it, folks. The the party of my body, my choice, is also the one you know, saying you don't have the right to refuse the vaccine. But here, here's the thing. Even the atheist, Christopher Hitchens, and I mentioned this earlier, who I knew and I debated and uh, we had very, very civil discussions. But even Christopher Hitchens said that the unborn is a human being. He said to say otherwise is nonsense. The unborn has all the rights of any other human being. And now listen carefully. And Hitchens was brilliant. I'm sorry, he was an atheist. But he he brilliantly understood the U.S. Constitution. And Christopher Hitchens said the fate of the unborn baby must not lie only in the hands of the expectant mother because it's not her body alone that's impacted. It's another human being. It might be carried in her womb, but that baby has all the constitutionally protected natural rights as any other member of the community. Dennis, uh, you're saying there's two bodies. Uh, I always, I've also said woman's right. Well, what if that baby that is being aborted is female? So, you know, uh, that, good point. The, the whole idea of of thinking, it's crooked thinking, it's confusion, and it's blindness. Satan has entered the world to blind, not the sight, but the mind. They can't see. And, and it's like a veil is pulled over of understanding. Yeah. And they're lacking the understanding. And that understanding, the Bible says in James, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. He'll give it to you. That's James 1.5. 1.5. Yes. Well, this has been Exploring the Word. Oh, we're going to have a good week, aren't we, Bert? We are in Nashville, Tennessee. Folks, be in prayer for NRB, that revival will break out. And listen, where you are, you keep standing for truth. You keep listening to AFR. If you would, tell somebody about the great programming of the American Family Radio Network. But most of all, tell everybody about Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.